Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Lost a bet to the Astros or something because stinking, stinking dirtbag rats. I had to write it down this time. Dirtbag rats. That's pretty strong. I like it. Good job, Chris. There's a certain way he said it, too. Like it's not. Came from the heart. Came from the heart, but it was also, there was, uh, I don't know, it had a little... It had a little mafia to it as well. Like he, <laughs> well, it's, that's Chris's yeah, jam. Yeah, he kind of right changed there. his tune a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, you, you went against the family. You you don't get to survive that. There will be consequences if you go up against the family. Look, I was irrationally happy to watch that game go the way that it did last night. I thought that when the Astros came back after that 4 to nothing deficit, they found themselves in in Game 5. Yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, it's meant thought to be. Atlanta's going to choke I, this I really thing. did. Mm-hmm. I really did. And they went out there, and then Jorge Soler hit one to the moon. I mean, just destroyed that what baseball. What kind of a feeling does that have to be? I can't even imagine. What kind of a feeling does that have to be? I, well, here's the it's thing. It's the equivalent of just somebody. You know, I remember Kobe used to have these game winners, right? And you know what he would do? Like, you know, some people react a certain way and they run to the bench this. He would just kind of stand there with his hands up like, what'd you expect? Yeah, do you think it wasn't going in? <laughs> and I and I always say that yesterday because that home run was hit so far. It's in the World Series. It's yes. game six. Zero, zero at the time. Zero, zero, three run homer, right? <laughs> yep. Hits it so far, and he just kind of stood there. <laughs> he never left the batter's he box before for 14 he seconds. Around, he turned to his dugout and started thumping his chest. Yeah, it's so like, yeah, I'm right here. It Whatever was he was great. doing, I'm like, what the hell kind of a feeling is that? So, look, you you like to play hoop, right? Yeah. You go out there and you take a three, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's just it just nothing but just thump. yep, it, it, and it feels great. Like yeah. it doesn't actually feel like anything, but mm-hmm. just the sound. I walk out of the gym. It, it feels amazing. They're like, bro, it's three to two. Why, where are you going? <laughs> like that's it. I've done. Hit, you've hit golf balls before. Before, right, you've played mm-hmm. golf, and every once in a while, you just make that perfect connection, and it feels just yeah. beautiful, right? Maybe you play softball, and you sure. connect, and just sweet part of the bat. We're on national things. television in the freaking World Series and with X amount of viewers watching in a tie game. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> on the road. I don't know how big Jorge Soler is, but he's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Okay, he looks like he's about six four, so and he's jacked. And now imagine all the feelings we have: golf ball, softball, shooting a three. Now you're six four and chiseled. You just swung as hard as, as humanly you possibly possible. could. You hit the ball in the exact right spot. The ball's going nearly a hundred miles an hour, whatever it was, and you see that thing disappear into the night. It left the stadium, Slee. <laughs> that is just it was extraordinary. And for at least five seconds, I was an Atlanta Braves fan. But I, I'm not gonna lie. I love that that you should that weight. Yeah, you should. That Alex Bregman has to carry. That weight that Jose Altuve mm-hmm. has to carry, that weight that Carlos Correa has to carry. And by the way, Carlos, I got bad news for you. No matter where you go, it's going it's with you. It's not going anywhere. It's going yeah. with you. It got heavier. Because the fact of the matter is, people that feel the way that I feel about the Astros, you can look at them and say, you guys won World Series championship, and it is there's definitive proof that you cheated. There is no you have never won anything that matters except for that one time where we know you cheated and it gets every year you don't win again heavier 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 and I love it. And you could be incredibly talented. Like we were talking about this going into the playoffs. Yeah, Astros can win the whole thing. Sure they could. Oh, oh they can. Yeah, because 
They've got an unbelievable roster, an unbelievable team. I think there's only four players left from that World Series, but mm-hmm. the main players, the guys that, you know, kind of the face of that franchise, all of them still there. So it wouldn't have been a shock if the Astros won the World Series, and you and I have touched on this. Um, it it could it would have also gave them a little bit of relief. It would They would have had a story of like, look, yes, 2017, we might have done some stuff, but hey, we just showed you in 2021 we can win the whole thing. By not winning it, you can't say, well, we got to the World Series. That's not going to justify anything. You lost to the Braves. and Do you feel any better that the Braves won it, won it all? Somebody sent a tweet in, and and I think this goes back to 2016. You've either had to beat the Dodgers, the Dodgers won it, or you had to cheat the Dodgers for the last six years. As in, at some point, you're... No, whoever the Dodgers lost to ultimately went on to win the World Series. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the Nats or the Braves or the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Astros. It's not just that the Dodgers were in it. Like, the Brewers didn't take the Dodgers out and the Braves won the World Series. The Braves took the Dodgers out and the Braves... There's a little bit of something, which means it it kind of... Very little. Very little, for sure. But what what it... I, I guess the little piece that does matter, Al, is... It kind of just brings home the idea of the randomness of the playoffs, that hot matters more than good, right? Atlanta was under 500 at the All-Star break. Under 500, and they won the World Series. And that almost never happens, but they got really hot at the right Hottest, time. Hottest, healthiest at yes. the right time. Yeah, and that's, that's the NFL in a nutshell. That's the NBA in a nutshell. That's obviously Major League Baseball as well. Atlanta is just another uh, another example of it. Now we may never get another baseball season ever again. That may be the last. Major What's going League on here? Okay, we ever. Can, get to can see? you do me a favor? Because yeah. when I hear people, so yesterday, right after we finished the post game show, I'm still in the studio. So now the national radio is on. So they're talking about the World Series, right? And they're saying, hey, you know what? This might be the last game that we watch in a while. I think there are a lot of baseball fans. Can you give us a quick one minute tutorial of what's in front of us with baseball? there's not going to be a baseball season on time next year, I don't think. And mm-hmm. here's why. 55 seconds left. <laughs> See, now you're the salesman. Now you're now it's your presentation. 50 so seconds left. baseball basically from about the 1970s until now had gone about every three or four years, there's a labor stoppage. Whether it's a strike, whether it's a lockout, whatever it is, they hated each other. They would fight over everything. Every dollar and cent and free agency, they would fight and they'd fight and they'd fight and they'd yep. fight. There'd be a work stoppage. Finally, they killed the World Series in 1994, and everybody realized, you know what, this is really bad. We, 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 we've done a disservice to our game. And for 25 years, there was labor peace in baseball, which is unprecedented, really. It, since free agency came into baseball, you have not had labor peace in, in, for any extended period of time until 94, until now. Then the pandemic hits, and these two sides went at each other like never before. Sure. They, they That's all, right. Publicly, all, as as I mean, everybody going back and forth. We're spending a lot of our radio time. Yeah. Who the hell is? What the hell is going on here? When are they going to figure this out? What do you mean? Only sixty games? Do those count as my seconds? No, <laughs> you actually get seconds back. So yes, you're eight right. seconds back. <laughs> they they went at each other, and it got worse, and it got worse, and it got worse. And now the collective bargaining agreement's over. They're going into this in an incredibly acrimonious position. It seems like they agree on virtually nothing. And here's the rub. This is why these things last longer in baseball than they do in other sports. The players never blink in these things. Since we've gotten into collective Mm -hmm. bargaining agreements, since Marvin Miller came in a million years ago, the players never blink. They've always gotten what they want. In basketball, they give up like that. In football, they give up like that. In baseball, they don't. 
We're going to cancel. That's how the World powerful Series. that players' union Fine. is. Go yeah. ahead. We dare you. And the, the the owners always blink. So now we're coming into it again, where it's a bit of a staring contest. They want some rule changes. They want. It's, it's always about money. But that's why we are where we are. I think I went a little over. No, you're good. I think that's. By the way, and I and I, it's going to become more and more of a conversation. So this coming off the eve of the World Series, World the season just ended, and this is initially the conversation everybody's starting to have. I think it's good to kind of give some background a little bit on this. Um, but I, I guess, you know, the question I always have when they have these disputes, at the end of the day, everyone loses. So that's why I'm always kind of confused of. It's like just kind of imagining. And the I know players don't really lose. The players don't really lose. No, they don't. They don't. They 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 leave with everything they wanted. No, because if you play less games, money. you lose get, money. They get, they get it on the back end. How are you going to get it on the back end? They, they, they you only have so many want. games. I understand, mm-hmm. but they have the fund where they can survive these lockouts that other leagues do not are not able to survive. The owners are the ones. And again, these own. it's a little different now because for a long time, mm-hmm. the the teams were owned by families. They were owned by individuals. Sure. And now they're owned by collectives a little the bit Wrigley's. more. They're, mm-hmm. they're able to withstand these things. But at some point, you can't have Dodger Stadium empty for half the year. you got to start putting people so in it. I'm asking you this on November 3rd. Will pitchers and catchers report on time? No. Will spring training start on time? I don't think so. Will Major League Baseball start in that first week of April? Maybe. They may. It's one of those things. We'll see. I would not be surprised, though, if the whole thing gets pushed back a little bit, condensed, if we lose some games. Yeah. They'll figure it out. They always do. But it'll be it'll be lousy for a little while. Um, I got one for you. What do you got? Carlos Correa is a free agent. They were talking about in the World Series last night. And I know he's not coming to L.A. because the Dodgers have Corey Seager potentially. Uh, shortstops. They, they, they're fine. Yeah. Could you could you have that guy on your team? He's a fantastic player. It's it's Actually, it's a great question. And, and it's not just Al where, oh, he was on the team that beat us and he hit a couple of big home runs. Sure. And sunk. It's not that. They, they stole something from you. Could you have somebody move into your house mm-hmm. after they robbed you? They came in in the middle of the night and they took your TV. They, they took yeah. the silver out of the drawer. Mm-hmm. They robbed you. And then a couple years later, they're like, you know, I'd like to come and live in your house. I, I don't think I could get over that ever. So let, let's use a perfect team as an example. The Yankees. Yankees need a shortstop, right? And the reason why I mentioned the Yankees, too, is because if Corey Seager ends up leaving the Dodgers, Trav, where's the most like? If he's going to go get paid and have a chance to compete for a World Series and it's not in L.A., you would think, okay, it's the Yankees. That that's that's a great destination. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm going to use them as an example because if the Dodgers decide, okay, Corey Seager's getting way too much money in the market, and you know what, we have Trey Turner as a backup. So let let's put Trey Turner there. I know, I'm I'm not saying he's a backup to Corey Seager. I understand, but th- they'll obviously figure it out. If it comes down to, do you want Corey Seager or Carlos Correa? And you know the history. You're the New York Yankees. You're a team that, just as the Dodgers feel, got robbed by the Astros, the Yankees feel very similar. Wait, wait, we should have been playing the Dodgers in the yep. World Series. Yep. And you have to choose between these two these two players. There have been a couple times you know, throughout the playoffs, and there's something about uh, baseball, MLB playoffs. MLB playoffs is just fantastic to watch. It really is. I can't tell you how many times I've watched Carlos Correa and I'm like, did he really make that throw? How he's the hell amazing. did he? He's amazing he's at his he's position. He's a fantastic player. He's amazing at his position. I think if I'm the New York Yankees and I have the option of choosing 100% what Carlos Correa was a part of plays into that. I think it you know, kind of shows the character of your team too. 
is it just about winning or there are kind of more pieces to it? I think that might hurt him in a situation like that. Maybe I'm wrong, but if I get the option of choosing between Corey Seager and Carlos Correa, I, I'm definitely weighing 2017 into that Yeah, mix. I think it's part of it. Fans will get over it a lot easier than – what if you're Aaron Judge? What if you're Aaron Judge? you got to share a locker room with that guy. He took something off your plate. So he, I, think, he I, think you're answer, you. I think you're answering your question. But he also gives me a better chance to go back and get another one. It's it's super, super complicated to bring these guys in because they are good. If it's Correa or guys, nothing, it's a no-brainer. If it's Correa or another really good player at that position, I think you go with the other player. 877-710-3776. Let's try Long Beach and Joe. Joe, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Joe? Hi. On the uh, pending MLB work stoppage, I just wanted to point out that you're leaving out of the history that several times ownership has been guilty of collusion. This is a management problem. You're painting it as the two sides both have issues. No, this is really a management issue. Secondly, a lot of times I hear, quote unquote, the two sides don't trust each other. I would argue that this is not a situation where trust really matters. The reason why they're in negotiation is to come up with an agreement. They don't have to like each other, let alone trust each other. But remember, ownership has several times been found guilty of collusion. The players have never done anything wrong. That's all. Well, no, you're right about that, that there have been instances of collusion going all the way back to the 70s and 80s for sure. There seem to have been other times where all of a sudden players that you would have assumed would have gotten pretty nice deals. It's crickets. No, nobody's reaching out for him at all. But to say the players have done nothing wrong, I, may, maybe not in the spirit of a collectively bargained agreement, but in the spirit of, hey, let's put some products on the field. Let's When we're trying to negotiate something, let's compromise on a couple of things that maybe aren't the end of the world. I think that the players share some, some responsibility in that. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. I want to get into the sandwich talk here in just one second, but I want to read a quick tweet because I knew this was going to come, and I think that there's a little bit of a difference here. This is from Baller P, and he writes to the two of us, we already have a cheating Carlos Correa on our team. Mookie bets, lest we forget the Bosox also cheated us. It's a fair point. It's a fair point, and I, I, I'm aware of it. To an extent. Fair point to an I extent. think there are a couple of major differences here. N- number one, the Astros do not beat the Dodgers without their cheating. The trash can, the Clayton Kershaw game where he blew, was it a five-run lead and a four-run lead, two separate points, that, that was the difference in the Dodgers winning it or not, and the cheating was just so terribly obvious. From the reporting, the cheating of the Astros was far more sophisticated and rampant than it was with the Boston Red Sox. The Astros do not win with the Red Sox. Just tattooed the Dodgers in that series. It's five game. The one game the Dodgers won was a thirty-eight inning game. Where Eighteen inning game. Where That's Muncy right. Muncy hits that home run. The Dodgers were outmatched in that series. They weren't going to win that series. The Dodgers were the better team than the Astros and played better. They just got rooked. They just got absolutely. The other team jammed. just knew what pitches were coming. Right. 
So I, 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 it's a good point from Baller P, but I think there are differences. Mm. And and the other thing is, Mookie Betts was never just strutting around like, yeah, you got me, but so what? So what? And that's part of the reason with the Astros. And Bregman, Correa, and Altuve in particular are the, the, the most egregious offenders, and they're all still there. Justice is always finds its way to be served. I thought yesterday that yeah. the Atlanta Braves end up uh, you know winning that game. It's, it's kind of funny, Atlanta. Remember after Bellinger hit that home run, and all yeah. of a sudden you thought, oh, you know what, uh, Atlanta's in some trouble. They came back the next day and pounded the Dodgers. They had an incredibly resilient season. Just use that example of Game 5, Grand Astros Swing. coming back and, and being the Atlanta Braves. Um, they came back yesterday on the road, and it was on the road against the Dodgers. That's pretty damn impressive that, okay, whatever happened 24 hours ago literally Flush means it. nothing. They lost their best player. They lost one of the That's best right. players in baseball mm-hmm. in Ronald Acuna Jr. He tore up his knee, and they won the World Series. That's, I mean, they, if the Dodgers had Mookie go down in the middle of the season – that's a pretty big blow. Yeah, and the and the Braves do not have the depth of a roster like the Dodgers did. They lost uh, they lost their best player, and they still they went out and they found Duvall. They went out and they found Rosario. They went out and they found Peterson. I mean, the, the rebuild on the fly was very very impressive. All right, Emily, <clears throat> we were talking. It's National Sandwich Day, and you threw a theory out that I think is very very solid. It, it's based in science, and I like it. And the floor is yours. Yes, explain why you think this is how you find the right sandwich. So it's taken a lot of practice, a lot of years. Uh, <laughs> research. <laughs> research. She's a um, veteran. But, you know, being in the Northeast, we had some great delis in the Northeast, great delis here. But my idea about a great sandwich place, great deli, is that they have to make a really good Italian sandwich. That's the bar. If, if they can make a really good Italian sandwich, then that place is good. Then you can, like, explore the rest of the menu. But if they don't make a good Italian sandwich, I'm not going back again. It's, that's a fantastic theory. Because I have a very similar theory for Mexican restaurants. It's the control group, right? That you, If you're going to compare one place to another, you can't compare the tacos here to the enchiladas over there, right? Okay. It's, it's, not, it's an unfair comparison. So you need a control group. At a Mexican restaurant, it's the taco enchilada combo. Let's just try that at all the places, and then we can start going from there. National Sandwich Day, Slee. You walk into your favorite deli, and the order is... So, can I first uh, set up... You guys said Italian deli? Yeah. I, th- I think I mentioned this one time. There's a place in Italian Pasadena. Italian sandwich, but... Or yeah. Italian sandwich. There's a place in Pasadena, Roma Market. Did okay. I mention that to you? You did. Were they pre-made? Pre-made. I know that you would say, oh, I don't want a pre-made no, sandwich. No, I'm okay with that. Trust me when I tell you this. This dude's like 80 years old. I don't know how many years they've been there. You just walk in, and there's just a line. Everybody's like, yep, I'll take that one that's pre <laughs> <That's made."> next. <laughs> but but he makes it, you know, he makes I don't know how many a day or whatever the that's case it. is. That's it. They're out. Um, okay, so let me build the sandwich. Can I just build it? Be my guest. All right, so we were just talking about this. Bread, you were saying, is the key essential thing. I, th- I think that's a fantastic so, point that the bread is kind of your foundation. The, the bread is going to make or break your sandwich mm-hmm. because if you have the best ingredients yep. but your bread slash roll choice is wrong or stale or just not very good, sandwich isn't very good. The opposite is true. If Let's say you get the perfect French baguette. Nice yep. and crusty on the outside. Nice Why and soft French baguettes so good? They're fantastic. And it's perfect. And then you just go to the grocery store and get a bunch of stuff and stuff it in. That's pretty darn good. Because the bread is right. The bread is going to determine your success about 80% of the way there. Okay, let me say meatball sandwich Great is pretty choice. damn amazing. Okay. A tuna sandwich is fantastic. You got to have the right. But good. You got to have kind of the right. You can't bring that into the office. (laughs) That you you cannot do. You can't bring it into the office. My wife asked me if I wanted to bring hard boiled eggs in the. I'm like, are you crazy? Are you want me to bring hard boiled eggs to where I work? 
Are you out of your mind? Uh, you okay. do already bring Greek yogurt, which is also not a even smelly. in the same no, 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 no. universe <laughs> as tuna <laughs> or hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, eggs okay. and fish are in their own. Yeah. yeah, it's one thing you bring hard-boiled eggs, but if you're sitting there putting it in the microwave, saying, "I'm just get a minute and a half in here," that's a that that's a completely different story of how you're consuming the hard-boiled eggs. Um, this is all I want, in my sins. It's all I need: turkey, oh, Al, avocado, goodness. red onions. I mean, that's a good sandwich. Pepperoncinis. It's a good sandwich. Mustard. It's fine. Sourdough probably is going to be my bread. We're going to toast that a little bit. Well, of course, we're going to toast <laughs> okay. that. French baguette you could do all day long as well, yeah, so sure. we'll do that. And I'll probably... I'm a I'm a fan of all cheeses, but I'd probably go probably go American or probably go... Turn off his mic. Probably go Swiss, one of the two, something like that. You go to a deli I, and you're going to get American cheese? American I could, I, on a turkey sandwich I could on literally, bread. Let me tell you something. I they sell those at the gas station. Well, he also let has unseasoned <laughs> chicken, apparently. Let me tell you something. So. I could literally do any type of cheese. Any type of cheese to me is... I could do All any right. type of that, cheese. That, that's fine. I'm, yeah, but so, I could, I'm I could, so disappointed. I could in you. do the same thing of the meatball sandwich, or I could go. Yeah, I could do all that stuff, meatball but I'm, if I'm building good. my own sandwich, that's how I'm going to build look, it. Look at how many choices I have here. Emily, you got one sandwich to get. What are you getting? Pastrami. I mean, go, I, to, uh, go, to, go to Langer's. Great choice. I'm going to say, it depends on my mood, but definitely I do love an Italian, sure. so I will get that anytime I go. Um, Eagle Rock Deli was suggested to me when I first moved here. Love it. Okay. And then I do like a Philly cheesesteak. That's any, also any, a great Both of those on the list. Taylor. I guessed your favorite because it's my favorite, the Reuben. Reuben's number two for me. Yeah. Reuben is a fancy. It's up. I thought it was three before. I, I, oh, did I? Was it three? Well, hold yeah. on. Let me look at my. You're right. It is three. I, <laughs> I looked at my list wrong. Um, I like a hot sandwich, right? A hot sandwich is, is kind of a good way to go, which is why the number one goat of sandwiches in the Travis Rogers world is a French dip sandwich. It's it's shaved roast beef. He guessed that in the, in the room. <laughs> yeah. It's got a bowl of salty, hot meat drippings that you get to dip it into. Yeah, overrated. It's got melted cheese in it. It comes Actually, with it horseradish. Pretty good. <laughs> it is pretty it's good. unbelievably good. I don't, no- need, I, don't, I don't need all that stuff. Oh, yeah, clearly, you just ate a gas station sandwich. How is that a gas choice. station? Because they sell what you just ordered at the gas station. And also, you can easily station. make that at your own home. I it's, think I like to go someplace all, where I can make you go get hot dogs at the gas station. Station. Yeah, because it's a hot dog. That's you, disgusting. <laughs> well, that's a, probably true also. You said tuna and turkey. They sell those at Chevron down the street. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a fantastic sandwich. What, what's a sandwich you like at, at Staples Center? At Staples Center? Yeah, you said the- Oh, the Uncrustables. The, uh, yeah, but butter, that's- but, Peanut butter and jelly yeah, sandwich. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, those are they good. sell those everywhere, but no, they're I, still amazing. But they're, <laughs> you're right about that. It's also free. The number two sandwich, Bon Me. Bon me sandwich because it's coming on the baguette. We got a little cilantro in there. We got the pickled. We got the pickled carrots. We've got the jalapenos. Whatever kind of meat we want to put in there, that is a high level sandwich. Also acceptable. A pulled pork sandwich. A Cuban sandwich. How about that? We Cuban got a little ham, right. a little pulled yeah. pork, a little pickle, a little cheese. Also in that press. There's a whole bunch. We got a cheesesteak, which she mentioned, which is really good. The Reuben that Taylor mentioned, not on the list. Gas station turkey sandwich, a la Sliwa. <laughs> This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
people have takes on sandwiches, Al. They've got it really coming in with some strong opinions here. This is John writes, did Slee, did Slee just give us that very sad sandwich order in an effort to try to have us forget his in and out order? Was that your strategy? That's a sandwich I like. I know. I know. <laughs> Janice came in during the break and goes, yeah, that was pretty bad. Just she was more disappointed in you than I was. It's the go-to sandwich. <laughs> not to tell you, you're not going to have a Philly cheesesteak once a week. Well, of course not. I mean that, that that. I mean you could. It wouldn't end particularly well. But if it's kind of the. Do you like? Do you like? Do you like a turkey avocado sandwich or no? I'm not. A, I don't like avocados on my sandwich. I like avocados, but I don't like it on my sandwich. So I guess the answer is no. But the sandwich you described is perfectly fine. There's nothing inherently wrong but with you're it. Kind of thinking but of it's like not a the go-to best. sandwich. Go-to is different. Like if I'm going home, I got I got five minutes. I got to go pick something up. Maybe. But if you're saying, hmm, I want a sandwich today. What should I get? You go into a restaurant. They got thirty sandwiches. The on The best board. sandwich then for turkey you with be a, American cheese. If you're saying you're just picking this one sandwich. Yeah. Probably go meatball sandwich. That's a that's a very that's a much better choice. That is a much. We're not really choice. paying attention to anything else. <laughs> Joe writes, uh, "Is the Italian sandwich in L.A. in Santa Monica, Bay City's Italian Deli? I've been there. It's great. You're right, Joe. That is a very very good sandwich. Let's try Mo in Reseda. Mo, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Mo. Uh, Slee was he named something that he seen like at a Seven Eleven shelf or something. That is. <laughs> Definitely a gas station. Type. Have you ever been to the gas station uh, deli? <laughs> it's a great one off. No, I never. Off the four hundred five. No, I never been there. It's a Valero. Recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's next to like the hard boiled eggs and stuff. That does not sound good at all. Uh, what's what your favorite sandwich? Uh, an Italian sausage sandwich from sure. uh, this place called Busy Bee in San Pedro, California. It's honestly the best. Uh, best sandwich spot because of the bread, the meat ratio with the bread, and they put sauce on it if you want it. It's just a delicious sandwich. I think I think you're right about the Italian sandwich. If they could get that right, everything else should fall in line. I think you're right, Mo. I think you're right. I got to go with that Eagle Rock Deli. Yeah, no, that, that sounds good. The, the Italian sausage sandwich is a lot like your meatball sandwich. We're going to put it in that roll. We're going to melt a little cheese on it, a little peppers and onions. It's not a bad way to do it. At all, little messy gets all over the place. Hey, hey, Absolutely, can you believe it's been twenty five years since Kobe made his debut in the NBA? Twenty five years. I, 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 when when we were talking about that this morning, I was mm-hmm. just, I mean, where, a where did the time go? And B, it, so he made his NBA debut yeah. twenty five years ago. Yeah, just 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 an extraordinary thing. I want to get into that coming up in a little bit, but first, a little factor cap. All right. At first, if someone invites you to their home for the first time, you investigate their house on Zillow. Alan, is this factor cap? So that's an interesting question. I think if you're, I think if you're going to a place, I guess just use it as an example. Um, the neighborhood you're going to, or where, of course, you're going to put into ways. I think there's some curiosity. What kind of what kind of damage is this neighborhood? <laughs> yeah, what am I in for? What are we looking at? Yeah. You know, I think there's a little bit of curiosity and not like anywhere you go in LA, it's going to be uh, anything under X amount of dollars. Some, I, I think there's a little bit of curiosity. I, I'm not even kidding. I didn't even know that that was an option in the in the 
universe like to hey literally over zillow to my house, and redfin no, I, will I, give you every detail i know you what possibly they are, need but i never thought about hey somebody's inviting me over to have a backyard barbecue and play a little cornhole let me see what the house costs <laughs> i never really put two and two together like, i'm gonna start doing it you just walk in you're like so you close in august huh <laughs> yeah, that that's always a fun <laughs> moment so what'd you guys pay for this place um yeah good to see you can i get you a beer like why why are we doing that what was the down on this <laughs> guys end up interest rate yeah, what are you talking about i'm okay talking interest rates because that's just uh you know you can shop around for that oh you got two and a half wow that's really good i'm at two and three quarters i i'm into that conversation but if we're just hey how much you pay for that car how much you pay for that house puts me in a weird spot Looks like you guys are down sixty thousand in equity how does that feel <laughs> just saw the neighbor they yeah. put up their house for sale not looking good Most here expensive house on the street that's never good <laughs> A viral video went around with uh, a series of boyfriends and husbands and their cars parked outside of an Ulta, which is a makeup store, waiting for their significant other to come out. So, you always go into the store with your wife or your girlfriend. Travis, fact or cap? Um, fact, but I almost never have to because she never asked me to go anywhere like that. Like I, We're working on our 25th year of marriage together, and I honestly don't think my wife has ever asked me to go shopping with her ever it's probably why we've been married for almost 25 years that if she said to me hey i'm heading over to ulta you want to make a run yeah i'll go sure i don't i'm I'm cool with that but she's never asked so i i, I think i'm a fact in that i'll, I'll go with you but it's the the issues never come up in my relationship i'll go cap and it just depends it depends like let's use as an example hey i gotta stop by to go to this store before we go home if we're going to go grocery shopping or something like that, or if it's a if it's a quick trip, yeah, that's fine. Go in and go out. But I'm not. If she needs to go to a uh, a clothing store because she's got to get something specific, I, I have no need of going in there. She's gonna hit Judy's at the mall on the way home. Yeah, you're gonna, she's you're gonna go wait to outside. Joanne's <laughs> fabric store. No, I'm, I'm not. Oh, I've had to hit that. But that's that's a tough one. But that's the thing. It's that's just it just one. kind of depends what it is. What do you think of this pattern? I don't really care. But I, here's the thing. She would never ask me because I would have no idea what I'm talking about. So she'd probably say, hey, why don't you stay in the car? I'll be back in a second. It's important to spend time apart. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Uh, A football fan in England went viral for carrying 48 beers by himself at one time to his mates in the stand. So How's that possible? (laughs) He had like cartons that stacked him. Oh, he stacked him up. (laughs) Yes, he stacked him up. So the max that you can carry at one time is three. Alan, is this factor cap? You know what's funny? I'm not kidding when I say this. Yesterday, um, you know, sitting in the 111 section is close to where the aisle is, so people are going to go down to their seats in the lower bowl. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, just out of nowhere, I just kind of looked to my left, and there was a dude holding three tall cans, whatever they were, Bud Lights or something along those lines. And the way he was holding them, I'm like, yeah, those one of those can go down easily. Like he just, it was only three cans, but just the way, you know, cans two of them slippery. had two of them in one hand, he's got two. I, I'm probably, yeah, we're, we're doing three. But really what I'm trying to do is be responsible and be like, all right, I'm going to take these two down real quick and I'll come and get one or tell the other person, come up here and grab one. Three is probably max for me. Well, first of all, most places only let you get two around here. In England, right. you can you can go crazy along the way. That's an impressive deal. What so if let, let's just assume that we're living in a place where you can buy as many as you want. Beer's going to be warm. I'm t- I think I could get maybe 24, right? Because if we're doing f- in the little cardboard carton holds four i could go six tall i think i think i could get i think i could get 24 down the aisle i'm gonna i'm gonna be spilling them all over the place but yeah i didn't i didn't consider the stack Did you up actually game. do that no 
That'd I was going to say, the last thing... Do you have thing, uh, 48 friends that you're giving these to? I, the I last do. thing I'm going to do is walk down the lower bowl at Staples Center. Do you know how people would start, oh, don't drop those. <laughs> you're going to drop. Don't, don't, don't drop it. Don't drop Watch it. Watch your step. No, first of all, 48 beers at a sporting event, you'd have to take a mortgage out to pay yeah, no, for them. That's, that's, that's a whole the math. It's 6,300. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds low. Uh, <laughs> 48 beers at a sporting event, that sounds pretty low. All right, last one. So speaking of grudges, I've been talking about it today with the Astros. Mm. Scottie Pippen is still really salty over the last dance, saying that Michael Jordan only did it because young fans were idolizing LeBron. Mm -hmm. So there is an expiration on how long that you can hold a grudge. Travis, is his factor cap? Oh, that's cap. You can hold a grudge for a very long time. It's bad for you. It it ultimately ends up eating you up, you up from the inside out. But no, look. First of all, I agree with the setup that you just had there. I think that in part, not exclusively, but in part, the last dance was a hey, don't forget about me, right? That this it's been twenty years since I played. Let's let's start this up again. Um, I kind of get where Scotty's coming from. I'm not a huge Scotty Pippen fan, but I kind of get why he's carrying this around. That he was always the guy that took all the you know what when stuff went bad. He had a couple of bad moments sitting out that where Tony Kukoc made that shot. That was a really bad look. But I get it that he's he's thought of as some sort of supporting player in this whole thing. And Scotty Pippen was unbelievably important to what they did, not just as, oh, he's the second best player on the team. They don't win all those championships without Scotty Pippen. They just don't. And that he gets treated as a oh yeah, a throw in, I can see where that bothers him. So grudges are interesting because I think you can you gotta kind of define a grudge. If I have now I actually have I have somebody specific in in my life in the past, Trav, that I have not been in touch was with Was it about the Seltzer? In about the what? <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the can of soda. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not. I in, it's been years, right? But I don't still today hold a grudge on that person. I just am not in touch with that person. Like it's like yeah, there's no effort to say I want to reach out to that person and vice versa. So I only say that because I think Scottie Pippen. You know, listen. If the last dance which, by the way, was tremendously successful. And people want to say, oh, well, that was just Michael trying to do this, go LeBron. I don't care. I watched it. Yeah, and so it did great. other people. So Jordan is still relevant today. Sure. And, and if you could still put out a documentary and all that kind of stuff uh, can come out, Scottie Pippen was always the second guy. And there's just nothing he's going to be able to do to shake that off. You know, the difference with Kobe and Shaq when they were together, Kobe was on a mission yeah. to prove that it wasn't just Shaquille O'Neal. I could do this on my own. And he eventually did. So that's why that kind of went away and he had his success after. Scottie Pippen never won one again after, you know, Michael Jordan. Now, granted, they won six together. So it's not like there was that much of his career left that he can go do it or prove it or anything along those lines. I think the grudge he has probably won't go away, but I think it's unnecessary. People know Scotty was one of the greatest to ever do it. Yeah, no, he certainly was. But I, I, I get where he's coming from. I, it would be better for his own sake to kind of let it go and I move agree. on. But I, I get it. I get it. When you're talked of as... Oh, yeah, he was a part of it, too. It's like, nah, there was a little more to it than that. A little bit more to it than that. You just mentioned Kobe. 25 years ago today, yeah. Kobe Bryant made his debut in the NBA, and it was, wasn't much, quite honestly, which did not tell the story of what was coming next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. A lot of people are coming in saying, you left off the torta. Great sandwich. Right, you get all the good stuff. You get the little salsa. You get it's just it's it's a great sandwich. Add it to the list. You don't seem impressed. You still want your turkey and American cheese. Just saying, you know. <laughs> 
already hit on the essentials. <laughs> I mean, no, Michael you have, told you us have uh, decidedly not. Michael told us Cuban sandwich, which by the way it's makes sense. Sandwich. You know, it's funny. Yesterday we're talking about. I'm talking about the Lakers' upcoming road trip. Uh-huh. And he goes, uh, well, you know what's happening January 21st, right? It's the greatest day of the Lakers season. And I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? January 21st. Uh, oh, no, no. He said January 22nd. That's the greatest date of the, the Lakers season. I'm like, Michael, they don't even have a game on January 22nd. And he goes, uh, look a little bit further. I'm like, I'm looking at the schedule. And it's when they fly into Miami, they play they play uh, the Heat on the on the twenty third. That's actually one thing he's always talked about. Miami is his favorite road trip sure. for all the reasons, but then Makes also sense. their food. So oh, when great. he says the Cuban sandwich, that's well, you get all that Caribbean influence down there. You get a Latin influence. It's, it's just it's it's amazing. Well, the, and the Cuban sandwich is all about the pickles. That's what makes it. There's everything on it is good, but the pickles take it to a next level. A quarter century out, twenty five years ago, twenty five years ago, Kobe Bryant made his debut. And we were talking about this morning. It was a fairly inauspicious one. He didn't score. He didn't yeah. play a ton of minutes. Yeah. And it's he only really, took one field goal attempt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to go back in time. I, I was, I'll date myself here a little bit. I was working. I, I remember him making the announcement that he was going to come directly to the NBA. I remember the sunglasses on top of his head, the whole thing. I can vividly recall. And him coming into the league, it's hard to remember. There was a time when people were saying, hey, dude, will you please pass the ball? Will you stop doing that? Will you please be more of a team guy? He was so far ahead of the curve in understanding his own genius Mm. before anyone else really kind of understood what was happening. And that today was the day where it jumped off is just, it's pretty extraordinary. Well, this is, you know, this is a thing that we we were doing this. It was only maybe within the last four or five days ago, we were talking about LeBron making his NBA debut. And we talked about the press that came with LeBron James and the cover of Sports Illustrated and The Chosen One and all these other things that came King with LeBron James. James, King James, all that. How much different was, you know, nobody knew who Kobe Bryant was. Not really. When I, when I say nobody knew, this is what I mean. When they initially drafted Kobe, remember what Jerry West was trying to do? Jerry West was trying to he knew. hide Kobe. <laughs> he knew. He was trying to get him, hey, don't practice for these other don't teams. Don't work out for him. Don't do this. Don't do that, right? He was, as best as he can, trying to hide who he felt was going to be the best player coming out of the draft. And and this was a loaded draft, too, if you remember that year. that It was a, it was a loaded draft. But just kind of comparing the two, when LeBron came into the league and when Kobe came into the league, it, it's such different paths how they got to where they ended up being and I say Mm -hmm. ended up being because LeBron is in his 19th year if he doesn't accomplish anything more the rest of the way uh you and I were doing these Chris Paul um just got to what we say third uh, Mark Jackson Steve Nash so he's third time time. okay third all time only Jason Kidd is in front of him and John Stockton and we're looking at it and I'm telling Emily I'm like Emily I know he's top 10 where's LeBron she goes eighth okay he's eighth so if LeBron averages six assists a game over the course of the next um, two seasons, something along those lines, he'll get, let's say, to top five. Uh-huh. So he'll be top five there in assists, uh-huh. and then he'll be where he is with scoring when that's all said and Number done. Number one. The comparison and the path of where LeBron and kind of Kobe, how they came into the league, is so incredibly different. Totally different. That With LeBron, like you said, you knew. His games are on ESPN. He's he's King James on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He is the guy that's going to come in and take over the world. 
and he kind of did <laughs> that we were talking about his debut like you mentioned and he goes into sacramento and it's like that dude was playing high school basketball a few months ago mm. oh okay this is a little bit different kobe we, we knew who he was because his dad was a former nba player but the story was totally different it's a kid that grew up overseas he's multilingual he's he grew up uh in philadelphia because they moved back and he yeah. had this gift and he and all the but it wasn't okay just get him in the league so he can start doing it it was we'll see now it turns out Jerry West was way ahead of everyone else, but it, like always, l- like always. Yeah. But it just going back and seeing a really young, and you know, by the time that he was Kobe Bryant, a physically immature version of Kobe Bryant. But between his ears, he was still like, no, no, no. The reason I'm doing all these things is because I'm better at this than all of you guys. Mm. I, I I am different. I am special. I am one of the greatest players of all time. You guys need to get on my – I'm not changing what I do. You need to change what you do. And at the time, it was like, dude, will you chill out? And he was 100% right. By the way, there's a lot of that. There was – I remember you know, early in his career. Remember, it took the Lakers, Del Harris, three seasons of um, – getting eliminated, I want to say in the first round, getting eliminated till Phil Jackson comes in and then the Lakers start doing work. Yep. Oh, there's a lot of years, even when it was the Kobe Shaq days. You know, I've said this a number of different times. When when the Lakers, when it was Kobe and Shaq, it was like, Kobe, it, it's got to go through Shaq. Yeah. No, no, Shaq is the most dominating player in the NBA. And Kobe did everything he possibly could to kind of like – put down as much as he can and still kind of play within the team. But there were plenty of times like Kobe got past the ball. Kobe got past the ball. And then eventually till he got to a point where it was, okay, now everything runs through me. It's like he kind of took his game to another level and and proved a lot of people that weren't sure if he could win without Shaq. Obviously wrong. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Lakers win last night's sleep, but... Most Laker fans, I think, fall into one of two camps. The camp of, hey, we're just getting started, or the camp of, hey, I know it's early and there's a long way to go, but there are some major problems here. We'll figure out which camps we're in coming up next. We'll take some phone calls, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Your thoughts on how the Lakers have started the season. They're sitting at 5-3. and three. They've won three games in a row, but they've had some difficulty winning against a lot of these uh, teams so far in the league. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710-ESPN.